Good morning, class. I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where your spirit gets fed, your faith grows stronger, and you and I learn how to be overcomers, the overcomers that we are born to be, that we are made to be. When I say born, born again, created in His likeness to be. Get your Bible, get uh, something to make a note with. Come on into the class, put everything else on hold, and as we pray right now, believe to get a specific word and answer for you, for your situation. Uh, the Lord knows exactly where you are, what's going on, how it got here to this point, and what needs to happen for His will, for the good thing to happen and work out. Don't despair because it's not too late. Uh, nothing's too hard for the Lord. And the enemy will always try to convince you that it's worse than it actually is. Uh, nothing's ever as bad as the devil portrays it to be. Uh, with God, all things are possible. And though it, it may not look like it or feel like it, it's possible in a very short amount of time to get delivered, to get healed, to get free, to get out of debt, to get a good job, to get the situation, relationship thing fixed. It's possible in a short amount of time for things to change so much that you look back to now and it seemed like it happened to somebody else, <laughs> like it was a bad dream. It's possible. I've seen it over and over again if you'll believe. And you come to the right place because we're believers here. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, all of us agree together as touching this joining faith with our brothers and sisters that are joining us all over the world for their answer. You are their answer, and you don't have to figure it out. You already know the way completely out of the problem, the distress. We ask for your wisdom. We ask for your guidance. We ask for utterance in the Holy Spirit and ears and hearts and eyes to understand it and receive it. And uh, before we even hear it and do it, we give you thanks for the answer. Thank you for bringing us out. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Everybody say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. For, bringing me out. for bringing me out. Hallelujah. Out of darkness into light, out of despair, into joy and victory. Uh, we've been looking for some uh, days now uh, at the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. This is recorded in Matthew 9, Mark 5, also uh, Luke 8. We'll begin again today in Matthew, the uh, ninth chapter. We've been on this for weeks now on our series we're calling Faith for Healing. And um, we're looking uh, one at a time 
at these individual accounts that are recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's about 20 of them, and we're down to number eight. And if you haven't been with us, this is your first time joining us, um, you don't have to miss everything that came before. We're building on the foundation of what's come before. Uh, go online, look at the Faith School, and then look at the Faith for Healing. You can go through all of them and catch up. It won't cost you anything. There's no charge. Um, it's made available by all of our partners. It, it's underwritten. Isn't that a good thing? Uh, Matthew 9, we see uh, in verse 20 that there was a woman uh, which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years. She came behind and touched the hem of his garment. Now, we're going to be talking more about that today, I think. Uh, she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment. Why is the language so specific? Because as you put the different accounts together, she never actually touched Jesus' skin. She didn't touch his bare arm or hand or his foot or his leg. She touched his clothes, the clothes he had on. Uh, we'll see it uh, perhaps in a minute here, but when Jesus responded, he actually said that, who touched my clothes? That's the word he used. Who touched my clothes? So Jesus turned him about when he saw her. He said, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. What wonderful words. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Now, it's no coincidence that the language is repetitive. She said, um, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. Jesus told her, your faith has made you whole. And the woman was made whole. <laughs> Can you see, we were talking about this yesterday's class. She got exactly what she said. Hmm? Say it, say it out loud, class. She got, she got exactly, exactly what she said. What if she hadn't said anything? That would have been a giant mistake. Uh, she got, and you know, what if she just said, uh, I believe when I touch, I'll get a little better. Hmm? Would she have gotten that? Why is it so specific about this? She said, I shall be whole. I'll be made whole. Jesus said, daughter, your faith made you whole. And she was made whole. <laughs> if she got exactly what she said, not just because she said it just empty, with emptiness, but she said it from a heart of persuasion. She believed it in her heart and she said it with her mouth, and she got what she said. That sounds exactly like Mark eleven twenty three, didn't it? Mark eleven twenty three. Well, let's put it on the screen. Let's remind, hold yourself, excuse me, uh, your place uh, in uh, Matthew, just a few pages over, Mark eleven twenty two. Jesus said, "Have faith in God," and we know. From yesterday's class, that was in response to him speaking to the fig tree. And so, and this, this is the great uh, thing. 
when he spoke to the fig tree and it did what he told it to do, like we said, it happened underground where you couldn't see from the roots. When the disciples saw it 24 hours later and they said, Lord, look at that tree. Look at that tree you spoke to. Notice he didn't say, wow, I was hoping that would work. You know? <laughs> no, 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 no. He was fully persuaded. Notice what else he didn't say. Yeah, boys, now don't you try that. You know, I'm the son of God and, and I can do that. But don't you try that. He didn't say that. He said the opposite of that when he said his first response is, you have faith in God. Amen. You have faith in God. And uh, while we're talking about it, go to go to Matthew again. I guess we could have looked at it that way. But Matthew 21, hold your place in, in Mark. And in Matthew 21 is this uh, Matthew's account of this same happening. Verse 19, when he uh, saw the fig tree, he spoke to it. And in verse uh, 20, they said, how soon is the fig tree withered away? Matthew 21, 20. Verse 21, Jesus answered and said unto them, verily I say to you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Do you notice how many times he says you? You. He's, he's taking it, this happening with the tree as an opportunity to encourage them that they can do what he just did. Now this is, religion does not want you to see this. <laughs> Religion will tell you, oh, no, 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 you, you mere human, you, 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 you poor excuse for a Christian, you dare to imagine you could do what the Son of God does. You hush and sit down and be quiet. That's religion. And it's inspired by the devil. Who wants you to sit down and shut up and not interfere with his business? <laughs> it's the devil. The Lord does not tell you, no, 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 don't you try this, no, you can't do what I do, shh, sit down, no, no, he's telling every opportunity, come on, do this. Remember when he walked on the water and they saw him out there and Peter called to him from the boat, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come too, tell me to come. It would have been the perfect opportunity for the Lord to say, are you joking, Peter? You're barely staying in the boat. No, boy, you can't do this. You're getting out beyond yourself. You're getting out beyond your place. No. What did he say? Come on. Come on. Is it true that the Lord is calling us to live like he lived? Speak like he spoke. Pray like he prayed. Hmm? Is he? Didn't he say, if you believe on me, the works I do, you'll do also. Did he say it or not? You'll do also. Somebody say, you'll do also. You'll, we'd say, you'll do it too. You'll do it too. And even greater works than these shall you do because I go to my Father. Look at it again. Verse 21, Jesus said, Verily I say to you, if you, if you have, say, say it out loud, you. 
If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say to the mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And if you put Mark's account, you'd have to say, It'll be done for you. You. Is he telling them that they can do what he just did? Yes. Yes. And why is it recorded for us now? Is he telling us as his disciples that we can do what he did? Most people don't believe this. Most church going people, they do not believe this. They put Jesus, everything he said and did, in a category unattainable to us. And that's not right. When it comes to Jesus being the sinless, spotless sacrifice, he is in a category alone. Hallelujah. Nobody else ever lived on the planet and accomplished that. And he did it, here's the amazing thing, he didn't do it as God with the powers of God. He did it as a man, proven it could be done. But everything he did in his ministry and in his faith walk for those years, he did it as an example to us how to do it how to live, which is why he said, if you believe on me, the things I did, you'll do too. If he did them as God, I can't understand that. Right? I'm not God. But yet you'll hear people preaching and teaching and they'll say, well, you know, how did he raise the dead? Well, because he's God. Uh, how did he walk on the water? Well, because he's God. And that sounds convincing because of how amazing it is, but it is not true. He is God but he didn't do it as God. He did it as a man. Amen. Come on, surely you can see this, that um, uh, how can he look at them and say, uh, if you believe and have faith, you will not only do what I just did, but you could even speak to that mountain. Is he telling them they can do it? Yes. Well, they're not God any more than you and I are not God. And yet, how can he tell them they can do it? Because he did it as a man, anointed by the Spirit. And if he will anoint us with the same Spirit, and if we'll have faith like he's telling us to have, we will see the same kind of amazing things to his glory. Hallelujah. Not our glory, to his glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is not, you know, we see it in the book of Acts. The same things that happened in Jesus' ministry continued to happen, didn't they? In the, day, in the days of the uh, beginning of the church and, and then decades later, it's still happening, still happening. It even said about certain of the disciples that the unbelievers took note of them, uh, the amazing things. They said, because they had been with Jesus. Why? They're doing the same things that he did. They're seeing the same kind of healings, the same kind of miracles, more and more. Why? Because Jesus did it as our example, showing us how to do it. Amen. We're to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John so with so much expectation, saying, Lord, show me how to do it. Amen. Right? Amen. And then when we see he prayed a certain way, that's how we're going to pray. 
Right? He spoke to trees. Well, we're going to speak to things. He spoke to the dead. He spoke to disease. He spoke to fever. Should we do the same kind of thing? Amen. Hmm? Right? We should. I had somebody trying to take me to task one time for doing this. They said, well, you're just, you're just trying to act like Jesus. I said, I thought that was the idea. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, they, they were indignant about it. Do you have a better example for me to imitate and to follow? No. No, no man or woman that you hold in high regard should be your ultimate example. Lift your eyes higher. If you think a lot of them and think, well, I'd like to be like them, uh, it's because to some degree they're like him. But you want to go ahead and and go straight to the ultimate example. Is that right? Get your eyes on him and be like him. This is not just my thought. The scripture said, he that says he abides in him ought himself so to walk even as he walked. First John says, we're to be imitators of God as dear children. We're to mimic his every word and action. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes people have said, you know, there's a whole thing about what would Jesus do. And, and I understand that, but, but really you should focus on what did Jesus do? <laughs> what did Jesus do instead of imagining what you think he would or wouldn't do, getting into conjecture? We don't have to do that. What did Jesus do? Now you do that. Amen. Is that right? You do exactly what he did. You think like he thought, still thinks. You speak like he spoke, still speaks. You do what he did and you will see the same kind of thing. He said, if you, if you have faith and won't doubt, you'll not only do what was done to the fig tree. Did you hear that language? Who will, who will not only do it? You. You will not only do it. We'll go back to Mark 11. Mark's account says it like this, verse 22, have faith in God. Then verily he said, I say to you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, well, whosoever is a big word, right? So what's he saying? Anybody, whoever will do this. This is not limited to just a very special, super spiritual ones. This is anybody that will dare to do this. Whoever will say to this mountain, very specific, be removed. Now this is not prayer. I said, this is not prayer. He's not talking about praying, asking the Father to move the mountain. And this is very important because you'll find a lot of times people are praying when they should be saying. And so what's what's wrong with that? A lot. God has told us to do certain things. And many times in prayer, people are trying to get God to do what he told them to do. And that's why they go year after year and don't get results. No, we must do it. For instance, nowhere in the scripture, nowhere in the New Testament are we told to pray and ask God to make the devil stop. To make the devil quit. Nowhere. Why? Why? Because he told us to resist the devil. Come on, can you see that? Us to resist the devil and he will flee from us. He told us to give the devil no place. Didn't he? 
Well, see, if you're just yielding and just acting helpless and a victim and begging, please, God, please, God, make the devil stop, you're not going to get any answers because you're ignoring the word. You're acting like he didn't say anything. Is God going to change to fit your distress? (laughs) He loves you. He cares about you, but he can't change what he said because it was perfect when he said it. It's the answer, whether you accept it or not, right? And if you struggle against that, you just struggle against yourself. No, we have to comply with him. We have to do what he told us to do. So Mark eleven twenty three 23 is not prayer. It's speaking to the issue. Now, uh, I believe the Lord was referring to a literal, physical mountain, but it's also symbolic of great, big obstacles, right? Something that is big (laughs) and in your way and seemingly immovable, intractable, can't be moved by natural means. And yet, with the power of God, all things are possible. He said, if you will do what? You speak, you say to the mountain. You talk to it. Too many cases of Christians not talking to the issue. They are talking to God about the issue. And they are pleading with God to make the issue go away and change. And it's contrary to what the Lord told us to do. It's contrary to the way uh, He's ordained. He's given us authority. Remember Jesus said right before He ascended on high, after he'd been raised from the dead, he said, all authority is given to me in heaven and in earth. And the very next thing he said, so you go. Didn't he say that? So you go in all the world and proclaim the gospel and and teach everybody. And and you you see in in Mark 16, he, he talks about, 15 and 16, he talks about this. These signs will follow Uh, those that believe in my name, they'll cast out spirits. In my name, they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Can you see that's us doing something with the authority he got and gave us. Isn't isn't it interesting? He got all authority on the earth and then he left the earth. (laughs) He's at the right hand of majesty on high. His spirit is here with us. Well, what good did all the authority in the earth do him if he immediately departs? Well, he gave it to us. Amen. He gave it to his church. He is the head and we are the body. Amen. Who ever heard of a head being authorized, but not the neck? Mm-hmm. Huh? You think somebody who's authorized to be the sheriff. And they say, yeah, well, my head is sheriff, but not my chest. <laughs> my chest is just, you know, has no authority at all. Yeah. No, the, the body has the same authority as the head. What a revelation it is for us to get a hold of. We are one in him. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. And all of us born again are placed into one body. And the head has all authority in heaven and in earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I'm connected to the head. 
Hallelujah. That's why when he talks about all of the enemy is under his feet. Well, where's the feet? The feet's in the body. I mean, the youngest, uh, uh, you know, just beginning person in the body of Christ, the, uh, the skin on the bottom of the little toe that just came in is a part of the mighty body of Christ and has authority. And that means all principalities, powers, powers of darkness are under, under us because we are in him. Can you say amen? amen? Which is why we should realize we have the authority to speak. We do. To speak against obstacles and issues and things that we know are not God and they're not right and they need to change. They need to stop being. They need to get out of the way. We must stop begging and pleading God to make a difference in these kind of things. There's a time for prayer, certainly. There's time for request. That's another aspect. But a big thing that's blocking and in your way and hindering you, that's not God, you need to speak right up. You need to talk to it. Hmm? And you say, call it by name, mountain, disease, sickness, infection, whatever it is, I command you, leave, get out of my body, get out of my life, go in Jesus' name. Then he said, did Jesus tell us to do this or not? Then he said, be removed, be cast into the sea, and he didn't just say it would happen. This is where some folks have gotten it wrong. They say, well, you know, well, you, you can have what you say. If you just say it like that, you're leaving out half the verse. You, it, it's obvious that everything that people say does not ha- happen. That's obvious. No, he didn't just say, say it and it'll come to pass. You say it and what? And if you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe in your heart, we'd say, that those things which you say will come to pass, what will you have? You will have what you said. Can you see why we're still talking about this? What did that woman say? That woman with the issue of blood. What did she say? I shall be whole. Did she say it? And when Jesus said, daughter, be of comfort, your faith made you whole. What did it? Her faith did it. And then it said, so she was made whole. She got exactly what she said. What are you saying, child of God? Huh? We've already said some things in class today. Continue to say them. Say it. Don't just say anything off the top of your head, but you, you, you meditate in these things in the Word of God until you get something solid. You know this is the will of God. You say it, and then you never back off of it. You don't doubt it. You don't question it coming to pass. You fully expect it, and Jesus said, you will have what you said. Do you believe the Bible? Amen. Do you believe the words of the Master Jesus? This is not something I came up with or some other faith preacher teacher came up with. This is what Jesus said. Respect it. Believe it. Act on it. It'll change your life. And our time's up again today. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. You just said something right there, didn't you? 
Huh? Huh? I overcome the world by faith. Say it again. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.